Welcome to the Laws of Wellness, brought to you by Zaparis Lawyers. Here are your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to the Laws of Wellness podcast series. Marcus Pierce here with you alongside the great man, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, Damo? I am so good, Marcus. It's uh, wonderful to be joining you on this podcast. I'm so grateful that you can join me on this podcast to be able to share pearls of wisdom with our great friends at Zaparis Lawyers. We are pumped for Zaparis on the back of the chart-topping episode with Johnny Typoldis last week. That just went viral amongst the Zaparis <laughs> community. Everyone's been listening to it. Yeah. Yeah, why well, wouldn't I? I mean, Johnny, such he's such an unbelievable man. He's a great human. Um, he's happy. He's healthy. I don't think I've ever seen Johnny looking sad. He's always smiling. Um, you know, how can one man be so upbeat and have so many things on his plate? Yeah, what an incredible bloke. And now everyone's saying, we want more. We want more. So <laughs> totally. totally. today um, is career fulfillment and how do you do what you love? How do you love what you do? Uh, we could talk about this for hours and hours, but we think we've got the best of what we've got into about 20 minutes and three really powerful strategies in order to create career fulfillment. We really hope you enjoy this episode of The Laws of Wellness for Zaparis Lawyers. Damo, Big topic today, a topic that impacts every single human being on the planet, well, particularly those that are working, and that is career fulfillment, how to do what you love and love what you do. This is an absolute corker, and it's something that you have really mastered over the Mm. course of your life, but more than anything, it's something that we have uh, observed um, a lot with people that live a great long life. Well, PC, thank you very much for suggesting that I have mastered it, but I wouldn't say I've mastered it. It's definitely maybe if you consider that mastery is the continual pursuit of betterment of oneself that could be masterful. That's probably what I'm trying to do, and I'm always refining, mate. I'm always looking at what is it that I love to do and what do I do on a daily basis that I love. And uh, and I think it's a really good reflection point, but I haven't got there yet. I'm still working towards it, but I have – I have acknowledged I, – I do acknowledge what you say because I'm 10 years your senior. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. Um, but I'm 10 years your senior because you are so wise. That's why people think that you would be you know, older than me. Um, and, and I've made 10 years' worth of mistakes more than what you have, and hopefully there's 10 years more lessons there. And, uh, and so it's good to reflect on that, but just also good to acknowledge that there's always shift and change because that's what I'm aiming for is shift and change. You know, that's how we grow. That's how our brain grows. That's how we get old and wise is by shift and change, and mistakes I think people, and lessons. Yeah, and I think peak performers always want to grow. So, you know, you say you haven't mastered it, but, you know, will will you ever master it? The athlete or the peak performer or the, the high-end professional is always looking to grow. So it's almost it's like when people give a 9 out of 10 because they can't yeah. – they can't give it a 10 out of 10 because then they feel like, well, where's the room for growth? So I think today yeah. on this episode, we really want to go through three strategies that we've observed, either learned ourselves or, or gleaned from um, some of the most incredible people that we've had the pleasure of interviewing over the years or researching um, about career fulfillment because when we spend so much of our time uh, working, 
it's so important that we're enjoying what we do. So, Damo, the first one is knowing where you are, particularly in the context of your professional and personal life as it relates to family and uh, relationships. So I might just list these uh, one, two, three, four, five kind of levels, and there's mm-hmm. not one that's higher and lower. These are just five different stages that one can be at in life. And we'll invite um, all of the listeners to identify where that is for you, and then we'll talk about this in the context of work. So uh, position number one is you are young and you have no kids. Um, and in this yeah. point of life, you can work bigger hours with, with less consequences. You might be getting lots of mentoring. You're learning a lot. Um, so position number two is you are in a relationship and you don't have children. Uh, now, yeah. in this position, it's really important to make sure that relationship gets nourished because it's really easy to have late nights when you're, when you're both adulting, um, but mm-hmm. then the relationship doesn't get the nourishment so we don't want to have too many of those position three is you're in a relationship and you have young kids Um, that is the great balancing act and that's something that has to be worked through and we'll discuss this one in a minute position four is you are in a relationship uh, but your kids are older and that Mm -hmm. might be a bit more like a relationship with no kids where there is a possible danger zone if you over invest in career and under invest in the family dynamic and then the fifth position is you are older and without kids which is, is similar to being younger without kids. You, you can give as much time as you want with little consequence as long as you're enjoying it, uh, but you may be the mentor rather than the mentee. So what do you think of all of that, Damo? Oh, I think it's so great. And with each of those little stages, you know, given that I'm now probably sit into the older category, um, I, you know, I was, I was reminiscing on that and just thinking, you know, what, what have I learned over, over the years, you know, that kind of brings me back to that point, you know, so young and without children, big hours, no consequences, lots of mentoring, all that sort of, you know, I think about that and I go, oh, yeah, great. What a great time of my life. Then I'm thinking, in a relationship, no children. And I was thinking, oh, yes, what a great time of my life. <laughs> so fantastic. I can and see where this is going. <laughs> relationship with young children, what an unbelievably great time of my life. But obviously all of these you know, stages in your life, I think it's really important that you enjoy each of these stages of your life because everybody who goes down the road of children or a relationship will be experiencing this. And so you can either choose to enjoy it or you can choose to not enjoy it and be challenged by, you know, what life throws at you, what, you know, every single day throws at you, you know, there'll be some things that just happen and you go, I didn't plan for that, but, you know, acknowledge it enjoy it or at least acknowledge it for what it is and then move on and I think that's really important but move on with the lesson that you learned from that and and I think what you just said about moving on or graduating to the next level whatever yes. that level is or whether you go back a level like and they're not they're not a good bad right wrong up and down but um, having conversations with your family and your workplace, about yeah. the, the stage of life that you're in because it does dictate the time that you start work, the time that you finish work, the expectations if a manager or boss says we need you to stay back for another couple of hours because we've got an urgent deadline, well, there are some people yeah. that can manage that more effectively than others and that's yeah. really important from a, a career fulfillment but also having a mutual respect within the actual workplace because if we don't communicate these needs and the stages of life that we're at, it can be a lot harder to actually create a level of career progression too. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that you write about this in your book, Marcus, and and this is, you know, like water for a duck's back to you because this is this is the way you live your life. This is the way in which you write. This is how you teach. And a lot of people that read your book, in fact, I would say 
99.95 percent of the people that read your book uh, get that get that sense that you know how you position this and describe this is uh, is easy to understand and achievable, which I think is really important um, when you embark on this. And some of you might be sitting there in your car listening to this. Some of you might be um, maybe sitting down with a pen and paper to, you know, maybe take some notes or maybe you've got your notes app open on your phone or whatever it is, but you're taking notes on this. Uh, and I would do that. I'd encourage you to do that because you will learn some lessons from what Marcus has to share here. So Marcus, you are um, young. Um, you're in a relationship with children now no, and a few of them, it. lots of them, lots of them. 28 um, children. <laughs> <laughs> no, four kids, wife. four kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah unbelievable. Um, when you reflect on young and without children, uh, what, what, are you, what are the things that you're kind of considering there? Oh, I of think of working in breakfast radio and working at the footy show, so two separate um, roles back at Channel 9 and, at, and then at um, – uh, RSN, I think it's now called, but it was full of no consequence. I could go out on a Thursday night uh, to a nightclub in Melbourne called Silvers. Don't know if it still exists. And I could leave <laughs> that nightclub and yes. get a cab straight to work in breakfast radio. And there was no no consequences. And now yes. I don't recommend that behavior by any stretch. <laughs> but now with four young kids, it's like um, I don't do work at night. So much I have very much a nine to five rhythm. There's obviously school and commitments and all of the rest of it. So the lifestyle is so different. But the expectation when people say, Oh, can we catch up at, you know, five thirty at night? I'm like, sorry, that's like the worst time to talk. But ten or fifteen years ago, it might have been the best time to talk. So I think it's really important that we become at peace with the different phases and, and and again for the sake of this episode it's important that we communicate that to the people around us uh, because not everyone knows your life situation they don't know if you're in a relationship if you're particularly in the workplace not everyone knows those details necessarily um, about you particularly in, in the early days of, of, of a job yeah and the workplaces these days um, in particular you know as as we have been using more electronic means of communication and meeting rooms um, that are attached to you know technology um, there's less of that personal interaction and those opportunities for water cooler chats where you might be you know sharing with colleagues your life situation and and those colleagues could be your peers those colleagues could be your boss um, but there's less of those opportunities because you've got to schedule a a meeting and uh, as opposed to just have a bump in meeting. So, you know, navigating that is, is very, very different, but those open conversations, um, touch points, let's call them, are still very, very important. Yeah, totally. So uh, that's point number one, know where you are in order to create a level of career fulfillment and communicate it effectively. Um, point number two or strategy number yeah. two is to um, write the answer is down to two questions. The first one is, and if you're listening to this and you can do a pen and paper, uh, then get a, get a pen, put a line down the middle and answer this question right on the left-hand side. What do you love to do in the context of your workplace? So um, if you're a lawyer, write down the type of law and write down the type of different um, activities that you love to do. Um, if you work in reception, write down all of the things that you love to do, whether it's engaging with clients and customers, whether it's having that engagement with your um, your your colleagues, um, your teammates, if I use a sporting analogy, write down all the things that you love to do. Um, and then secondly, on the right-hand side of the page, write down what do you actually do each day. And this seems really simple and for some people it's overly simple, but 
if when you write down what you love to do and then and then what did you actually do today if those two things don't match then you're not doing what you love to do on a daily basis so if i talk for damo um and damo just tell me if i'm wrong here but let me put some words into your mouth you know Mm. uh you'll be in practice with clients you're a raging extrovert like i am so you're going to be putting down i love to be with my clients i like to be um with my with my team i like to be at vita i like to be doing that if i was doing personal you'd be saying golf 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 and seeing (laughs) family jackson family golf family golf um yeah but i know how much you love um having you you're a body worker. You're one of the best chiropractors in the world and one of the greatest <laughs> naturopaths and you love being with people. Now, if you said, what did you do today? And it was like, oh, no golf and no chiropractic, no naturopathy and instead you were doing your bass statement or you were in um, meetings with, um, you know, I don't know. My lawyer. Yeah, you're a lawyer. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's not going to uh, tick the boxes for you. Even though it's a necessary part of running a business and having your career, it's not going to yeah. tick the boxes for you so much. Yeah, they're you know, potentially the lesser enjoyable days. But when I, when I consider your suggestion here with regards to um, listing what you love to do and listing uh, what you do do, this brings up a really great um, opportunity to consider what your values are. So a lot of people might consider their values are family um, and health and fitness. And then if you look at the things that you actually get done in a day, you, you could quite easily notice or you could quite easily realise that, that that really isn't what you're doing so if you would love to be with your family but you're doing something totally different it could be that your values are a little bit mismatched with what you're um you know expecting to be doing um but then and and that can cause discontentment that can cause disharmony that can cause frustration agitation um and and even to some extent people feel like they're traveling the wrong direction you know a bit rudderless it's a really important conversation and at the risk of going a bit deep and meaningful here let me have a crack um when people are working long hours, a lot of the time mm-hmm. they would communicate, at least to themselves, that they're doing that for their family, whether it's to send their kids to school or whether it's to live in a nice home or to have a certain lifestyle or create a certain level of security. That would be why they go to work and particularly for so long. But often the breakdown is that that's not communicated amongst the people that need to know that and that's really so important for like you said for a values conversation is being able to communicate what we do to the people that need to know um, so that there can be an open and honest conversation about values and like you said you know values can be different there's no we wouldn't want a world where everyone's values are exactly the same that would be absolutely boring as all get out but having a communication of different values is a hundred percent just one, one of the most important things in a in a healthy career why don't we go on yep, a step agreed. um Three, and this is something which again I I honor I honor you with Damo, and it's around behavior. So a lot of people, um, again, in career, in workplace conversations, there's a really great risk of burnout, but there's also a really great risk of um, confusion. Is what the word of of not knowing? So often there's this talk about doing what you love to do and people often go but I don't know what I'm here to do I don't know exactly what I want to do and there's a great uh, historical uh, Chinese text called the Tao Te Ching and I may have pronounced that incorrectly but it lists four virtues for human beings which I think in the workplace is a really important way to just enjoy ourselves more um, on a daily basis and that is respect honesty 
kindness and helpful. And, you know, as I said, what I love about you, Damo, is you are so helpful. You're incredibly kind. You're so honest and you have a great level of respect. You've got a great social compass for working with people. And I imagine many health professionals would, you know, require this if they want to have a great reputation. The, the four traits that I just mentioned, and just to repeat them, respect, honesty, kindness, and help and helpful. That'd be four things that people would want in a health professional every day of the week. But I think it's four things that we would want in a human being every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're human values, you know, those sorts of things. And I think you come back to um, set points and resetting statements. So when somebody mentions something, then you reset where you're heading. So there's times in my life where I might have veered away from being respectful or I might have veered away from being as honest as what I could or I might have veered away from being kind or I might have veered away from being helpful. So those sorts of things can happen um, just because – life happens and you, you jump into different lanes or you you know you start swimming different streams or whatever it is but you can easily move through life with different people in your life and move in a direction that either is comfortable or not comfortable but may not truly represent who it is that you are but you come back to a shifting statement and one of my shifting statements and I'll give credit and kudos here to Vicky Kelly the great Vicky Kelly she said one day this Today marks the beginning of the decade of the survival of the kindest. And for me, that was a really great moment. Um, And I think that might have been nearly 20 years ago that she said that, but I think I'm still in that decade. But I think that what it is is it's a great reset, a great reminder to continue to try and practice kindness and be as kind as you can. And you continue to grow into that and you continue to master that. And for me, that's my resetting statement. So some people might go, what's my resetting statement around respect? What's my resetting statement around honesty? What's my resetting statement around kindness and being helpful? So Mm. think about, how you might then you know bring that into your life because when those virtues or values are part of you and your life um, life is most certainly easier and you do do a great presentation called crack your stress code and i think any of us that have been under stress before which is probably 7.7 billion of us recognize that when we are under stress it is a lot harder to be respectful honest kind and helpful we are like you said we waver or we go off and 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 these four traits are great set points to bring back and I love what you said what was it what was the sentence that you said it was a um what was the name a reclaiming sentence or a reclaiming um like you like you like a repositioning statement yes yes absolutely um and that's so good it's like it's like a mantra almost it's like survival of the kindest and we all might have a mantra for respect or honesty or kindness or being helpful and most of the time when I talk to people about this there is one like obvious one that we are weak in or we're not practicing um, as much as the others. So people might find it more natural that they are honest and kind and respectful, but maybe they're not as helpful as they know they could be. So that becomes an area of life that they work on. And I just invite people, if they're listening to this, just to one, you know, decide is there, do you have a a repositioning statement um, for one or more of those traits? Uh, But is there also one that you know you want to focus on when you go into work tomorrow? Regardless of how much you love what you do, can you love who you are in the workplace? And to do that, be respectful, be honest, be kind, and be helpful. So I think just to recap on this demo, we've covered off three main points for career fulfillment and doing what you love and loving what you do. Know where you yep. are. 
Okay, uh, and again, rewind this episode if you want to look at those five positions of life to ascertain what type of work life uh, you want and how well do you communicate it. Um, yep. Ask yourself, what do you love to do each day? And then secondly, what have you done today? And are those lists similar? And if they're not, what can you do to make them more of a mirror image of each other? And then yep. thirdly, um, put the human being into your work and do that with respect, honesty, kindness, and being helpful. Yeah, gee, I love that. And, you know, what a great bunch of wisdom there for everybody to be, you know, kind of soaking up and listening to and just to take some notes on. And there'll be people that aren't listening to this podcast that you know should be listening to this podcast. Um, and not that you need to force a podcast down their throat, but there might have been some, <laughs> maybe you should, maybe you should be forcing this down their throat. But what I'd suggest to you is that if there's some points in here that you think that someone could have heard or would have benefited from, then share that point with them. You know, share that point of view, share that idea, have that as a, you know, maybe that is your Zoom water cooler chat. You know, maybe that's what it is. You know, I'm just going to catch up with you for five minutes. This is what I listened to the other day. I was listening to these blokes, Damo and Marcus, and they were talking about X, Y, Z. And uh, and it was relevant to me, and I thought it might be relevant to you. That sort of conversation is what helps build resilience, workplace enjoyment, culture in the workspace, and, uh, and this is the reason why you're listening to this particular podcast. So, PC, thank you for leading in that. Oh, my pleasure, Damo. Thank you so much for uh, your wisdom as always and to everyone who has been listening to this podcast. We hope that it really helps you to do more of what you love to do. Until next time, as always, may the rest of your life continue to be the best of your life.